Hello there, and welcome back. I would say we've been gone for a little bit, but even though this is not a show, I'm glad to welcome you to the conversation, and glad to welcome my brother-in-law and friend, Joseph Brooks, a, I would say an expert on a lot of areas, science, physics, military, uh, gaming, a lot of different areas. Joe, how you doing today? Doing good, how are you doing? Uh, not too bad. I wanted to get your take on this new thing. Uh, well, it's sort of a new resurgence on electricity, mainly. It's it's like a new world of electricity. I don't know if it's been newly discovered or it, it's just a, a renaissance of sorts. I don't know. What is it? It's more of a renaissance. Um, they're They're coming back to an electrical... Uh, cause to the universe so pretty much everything that exists is electrical slash magnetic okay what do you mean well even even quantum physics states that um not to go super deep but according to quantum particles all atoms have electrons and they share electrons which is what makes our bonds which is what gives us barriers so essentially everything that has a flow of electrons would be electricity right mm -hmm. so everything that exists that is matter is electricity mm. you electricity you see what i'm saying well so but i mean there's a difference between being electricity and and being covered in electricity right um well not really because you're always covered in electric i mean you can walk across the carpet and get a static charge buildup, right yeah how does it build up from your feet to your finger so quickly it's because we're already in a state of electronic flux. So what we do is we've charged the particles in our entire body, and then we've discharged it through a plasma medium. Is there a difference between being made out of electricity and being able to um, conduct electricity? Because I know we can conduct electricity, and I know that every particle in us and in everything has parts of it are electrical right but isn't that different than being made out of electricity well the, the the way it actually works is we don't it's mathematically assumed that atoms are made of quarks or smaller particles and it's really just it goes back to greek atomism that's what it's called okay uh where all things boil down to smaller and smaller particles and it never really finds a cause it never really has an origin Okay. Uh, something has, there has to be some type of energy flow somewhere. So the way that electricity actually works, according to Eric Dollard, who's a, one of the foremost, uh, alternate electrical theory guys and, um, Ken Wheeler secrets of magnetism. Um, and then even going back to the early 1900s, late 1800s with Nikola Tesla, mm -hmm. uh, Maxwell, Charles P. Steinmetz, um, Walter Russell, I mean, you're talking Faraday, Michael Faraday, whole bunch of, of huge names in science. They're the ones who created all of the electrical stuff we had, all of it, because they had this, this common idea of what it was. And it's not a particle, it's a field. Hmm. So there's a huge difference. Even atoms uh, appear as a field, they just use particles to stipulate the barriers, right? They say atoms are 99.9% .9 space. Well, that's essentially what a field is. It's space with a barrier. It's like a bubble. A bubble is a medium inside of a medium. 
right? So it's air inside of um, a bubble, which is inside of air, or it's air inside of a bubble, which is inside of water. So either way, it's in a medium. So the way that electricity works is essentially it's a tubular bubble in this medium. It goes around a wire, not through a wire from everything I've seen thus far. Wow. That now see that I never realized uh, that I always thought of it going through the wire. Then right. what what is the, what is the purpose of the uh, of the rubber around it? You know, for like a wire. It's interesting that you require the rubber to protect something that would go through a wire. Mm. We protect the rubber because of the something that goes around the wire. We encapsulate the field. That. that makes a lot of sense yeah everyone in, in electrical phys physics knows this stuff uh, we're talking like uh the electric universe states that everything is made of electricity everything is plasma right so every 99.9 percent .9 of all matter in the universe is plasma according to all astrophysicists right now i saw uh, I, I was i was looking at some of the stuff that you shared with me about um uh faraday and talking about the ether can you tell me a little bit more about his view, his theory of the ether around the world or in the world? Um, it, it doesn't start with Faraday. It's actually really ancient. Uh, ether is Greek, so A-E-T-H-E-R. Um, ether is a, is a Greek medium in which all things come from. All things are sustained by. It is essentially, uh, I can equate it to uh, an atomism, current atomism, quantum physics strings string theory string theory is essentially their version of ether because string strings are one-dimensional massless particles that are pure energy according to Stephen hawking right so they just said that it's not a thing it's well it is a thing it's a medium so it's like uh, water and that can wave but it doesn't the medium waves a wave doesn't exist something waves right okay so there is no such thing as a light wave or a sound wave. It's it's a frequency inside of a medium. The medium is disturbed in a progressive motion. Ooh, interesting. So it changes everything. How what well when you say it changes everything, ex explain to me what exactly what are some of the immediate things that, that has changed for you? Well, it's um, especially magnetism. I look at magnets. Uh, really, we can equate a a magnet um, is a three dimensional bubble of looped electronic force. It's a it's a looped electronic field. Okay. So it's looped in on itself. So it's it's almost like a paradox. So it continues in this field until it slowly moves towards entropy or rest. Everything tends towards rest. Hmm. Everything, not chaos rest huge difference so it has this uh what's called an inertial plane where everything is at rest in the center everything tends towards the center um magnets have it's called an acceleration towards inertia right so that's when you have two magnets go towards each other and they slap together they're going towards rest it's acceleration to uh it's, it's kind of hard to, it's counter space it's kind of hard to say that but there's they're diametrically opposed. So if you create a bubble, on the inside of the bubble is a vacuum, right? That's why it can pop. It's so unstable, right, inside of water. Okay. You pop that bubble, water rushes back in, right, mm -hmm. to fill the void. 
that void is space and inside the center of that is counter space okay so it's, it's a essentially a vacuum if you will a pure vacuum it's it's what everyone claims a vacuum to be so you have spaces on the outside and counter spaces on the inside trying to pull itself back into equalizing would you say that um that everything is sort of i, I like the idea of rest but also oh, like trying, trying to get like to like this place of like order well i wouldn't even say order i would say sabbath or shabbat oh, okay wow so everything tends towards what god did after he created things in six days everything tends towards rest mm. why because he rested so when he rested everything else rested too mm. he wants everything towards rest that's why we rest in christ that's why we rest in him that's why we have sabbath that's why we recognize the sabbath because we're tending towards rest and once you realize that everything in nature everything tends towards rest you realize that 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 is inherent in creation so is there a natural I guess my question is so apart from like apart from God just ordaining it, what is there a natural law, a natural it would be entropy. What what uh Newton calls uh entropy is the second law of thermodynamics. Everything tends towards uh, so we have two different types of energy a kinetic potential, right? Everything tends towards potential. Right, it doesn't tend towards kinetic because things wind down. That's what entropy is. Winding down means it's not moving as much or moving as fast. Therefore, has less energy or rest, inertia. Yeah, interesting. Huh? I I never thought of it that way. So when you have a massive amount of kinetic energy, you actually have the opposite force of rest as well. Rest is really what what exists in my head. Um, kinetic force so the way it's explained in magnetism is around a magnet you have the inertial plane on north and south pole which is what it's attracting to okay but on the edges it's force in motion so it's actually a lot like a, a cyclone or a tornado when you all forces boil down to centripetal and centrifugal force period everything i've seen mm -hmm. the electricity flows around a wire when you pull a plug in a drain um, when you see a tornado, a dirt, a dirt, dust devil, dirt devil, uh, when you see galaxies spin, when you see everything has that Fibonacci sequence, that spiral action, it tends towards centripetal and centrifugal force. Centrifugal is only when centripetal cannot overcome the density of the mass uh, of the centripetal force being applied on it. Well, is this, is this, is so, for example, the, the Fibonacci spiral, do you believe it's? arbitrary god just said man eh, like this spiral or or is there something beautiful about the way it helps life it does help life but it's actually more it's more complex than that and what i mean is we can mathematically calculate everything based on it everything is designed in such a way right the fact that we can look at everything and it spirals out from a center point means that it was designed that way mm. so it's it's not i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's arbitrary i would say that it was designed perfectly and mathematically and it shows a massive amounts of intelligence and complexity in the design interesting wow no, nothing in nature is straight lines nothing all of it curves all of it bends and all of it flows in the same uh typical directions even a tree i'm looking at a tree right now so you see the tree yeah see how it grows upward 
it also grows downward in the same exact direction. And that is what a magnetic field looks like. On both sides, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a reoccurring, but it also spirals down and, and back in towards itself. So it goes out and then back in towards itself. Now, this has a lot to do uh, with what you've talked to me about, uh, waves, not necessarily being up and down kind of like this, but instead, if you cut if you cut a spiral, like this kind of spiral right. in half. It makes a three-dimensional wave, right. That but three-dimensionally or four-dimensionally, it's really a spiral. It's always a spiral, yeah. And it always goes, it, it always degrades too. So it, everything degrades towards a rest motion. Wow. Right? So it has no motion. It's going back towards inertia. Inertia is the place of rest. So you have this giant spiral always tending towards this little thing. Our electromagnetic spectrum starts with sound, radio waves, and it goes down to visible light, ultraviolet, all the way down to gamma and X-ray. Right? We think of it having more, of it having more, having more energy, but it really doesn't because it can stop at any time. Right? We think of it having more energy because it's moving at such a high rate of speed. It's a higher frequency, but it's it's a smaller uh, space that it takes up. It's a smaller disturbance of the medium. So really, it's closer to inertia than the sound wave. Right? The sound wave is huge. It takes a whole lot to overcome that giant sound wave. That's what I mean. Well, all this is very like interesting and, and maybe a little hard for me to understand. What What can you tell me about... I mean, I understand. I can understand the visual, and I can. But what, what does it mean? What does it mean for for you? Um. So, really, it's got me excited about science. It's got me excited about engineering and physics and electricity again. The fact that it's not necessarily what we thought it would be. And once I first heard the uh, the electric universe theory, or Eric Dollar talking about uh, electrical cosmology, or um, Ken Wheeler talking about uh, new theories of magnetism, how we really didn't understand what a field is. We don't understand. We can't even, just, we can't even uh, give a definition for a field. We can describe what it does. We don't have an actual definition for one. We can't describe an electron. We can't see an electron. We can't describe a photon. We don't even see a photon. right? So the way that it's described is interesting. <clears throat> Ken Wheeler works on cameras. He takes pictures for a living, which uses a lot of magnetism, photons, and electricity. So through a lens, you collect photons according to quantum theory, right? Okay. Where do they go? Do you scrape them off your lens? Do, they, do you dump them out every so often? Do you have to get rid of the photons, the particle buildup? No, because they're not actually particles. They're a disturbance in a medium. It's like uh, taking a straw and blowing uh, air through water. You can see the medium being disturbed in a spiral form. That is electricity, that is light, that is sound waves, that's uh, radio waves, that's everything. Everything acts exactly the same. Wow. So, so explain that a little bit better for me for like a, 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 a picture. So the photons don't exist. But they're, but they're transferred, right? Because I can see well, them in a light. different place. It's, it's transferred like sound. So really what we think of as sound, um, sound bounces off of mediums, just like light does. Sound goes through mediums, just like light does. The medium could be this house. You can still feel the vibration, right? 
certain light waves actually still go through the house. Ultraviolet do, X-ray do, gamma ray do. So we we know this all the time. We just try and think of it as a particle because that's what we think of as particle physics. So you're you're almost saying like a picture is like a record in that it's just it's just a piece of uh, material. It's just a piece of it's just a thing that has been imprinted with photons yep. kind of well, no. imprinted it in, with... in a way that can when you shine light on it again reflects that light in in the same way that like uh, when you put a uh, a uh, a needle onto a record the way it skips around on the record and amplifies it is the same way our eyes amplify the the light skipping around on the indents uh, from the photons. So here's here's a better description. Um, there's no photons, no particles really at all. They're just bubbles. They're fields. So you have space and counter space. So everything is bubbles. That's why under an electron microscope, you only see bubbles that make up molecules. You only see bubbles, right? Because bubbles are what make up everything. They're just round globular fields. Hmm. And what we see is the outer section of the field. Uh, so not necessarily a particle, but a disturbance or a bubble inside of a medium. Um, a better picture would be, do you remember the, the vibrational, um, they put speakers in sand and it vibrates the sand at a certain frequency yeah. and it stops. Even, even while it's still going, it stops at that, that shape. That is a picture. Mm. Right. The frequency is going through that sand, which is the medium. Mm. Sand is the medium. And through the sand, it shows what the sound wave is. Very interesting. God, that is vibrating medium, and the medium picks up on the light frequency, the light wave, and then it slows it down to that that medium, which is a photo. Hmm. Okay. Everything liquid, according to Descartes, uh, a solids are liquids, and liquids are solids. They're all the same thing. And if that's true, then everything is made of fields and bubbles, and is really. I mean, look, listen. It so readily gives off this. If you hit it hard enough, it'll give off light too, mm -hmm. right? Uh, this thing wait, called wait, what do you mean? Go ahead. You hit it hard enough, it'll get off, it'll give off light. I don't watch yeah. that. If you hit anything hard enough, it will give off light. It'll spark. It'll give fire. It'll make a plasma essentially, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. If you hit it hard enough and fast enough, it will do that. Huh? Which is actually an electrical discharge. <laughs> interesting yeah it changed like i said it changes everything the way that you look at everything the way the spiders spin webs uh the way that kids draw and stuff it's all the same thing it's all in the same way shape form you draw circles so easily and spirals so easily we understand things in spirals we want to draw them in straight lines but we can't because everything is spherical hmm. everything wow that is fascinating. Well, if you could, <clears throat> what would, how would you sum it up? The way I sum it up. So let, let me sum it up. And you correct me. Okay. The new, this new world, this new electricity, world of electricity uh, sort of brings into light that um, not that everything is necessarily made out of electricity, just that everything is made out of these spirals. And electricity 
is the force that move is is it's one of these spirals that is the movement of these spirals so everything with movement um has electricity because it it, it electricity is simply movement and it moves everything moves in a spiral everything is in, in sort of a spiral um motion or imprint that's pretty close. Um, the way that I would put it is I like to use water because water is unlike most other mediums on the entire world. Uh, and by a medium, I mean something in which something flows through or it can use it to distribute what we call energy. Um, if you hit water, it transfers that initial kinetic into a waveform, right? But really what you did was when you hit it, you torqued up and hit it. So you were spiraling too. It created your wave on the medium. So electricity is really just what happens in that medium. That's it. Everything is spiral, it spirals, but it's it always happens in different mediums, different ways. So you have different effects according to the density or the, the chemical makeup of that object. Wow. So what are the implications for what we think of electricity, our electricity bill, uh, you know, the electricity that is powering all these things now? So going back to uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, you have Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla had wireless electricity even at that time. He's one invented radio waves, like radios that we have. He used piezoelectric crystals. We didn't have to plug in radios. The radio signal moved the crystals, vibrated them at a frequency, and it picked it up and powered the machine. Early 1900s. Right now, we can't even figure out how to charge our, our phones, let alone wireless electricity. And all he did was use a transformer, and tra he's the one who invented transformers too, and alternating current, and every electrical device we have today. He had a cellular type phone, wireless communication. How right. how come not more people then? How come me and you aren't putting together little things that uh, charge our phones? Uh, number one, you have to be careful who finds out because um, Eric Dollard has had his laboratory shut down four times, four, by men in black suits. I know it sounds very heavy on the conspiracy side, but it's actually... Everything I found is true. I mean, they killed Tesla. They have destroyed most of the major workings of this because of big oil. Big oil is a problem. They, they may have way too much invested in it to let it go. If everyone had wireless electricity, then we wouldn't require anything from them. Right? We could run ourselves almost autonomously. Well, but isn't it really hard to do? No. Then why no. aren't we doing it? Because, uh, like I said, not enough people know about it, number one. That's a big part. Uh, education is not teaching these things. They're not showing kids to think outside the box. So, number one, we have to revamp our entire education system to not be robotic in our thinking, but to think critically, right? We've separated philosophy and science and arts. Really, all three of those coincide. Most of the great inventors of all time have been all three. All of them. Right. Yeah. Da Vinci, 
Michelangelo, Socrates, uh, Plato. I mean, Descartes was inventor. So, I mean, uh, Nikola Tesla believed in metaphysics. Metaphysics is something we just glance over, think it's mythology. This stuff really exists. I mean, metaphysics is intelligence, emotions. Uh, you have reasoning and logic and mathematics and all those things still exist. It's what we use every day. We rely on it. It's not tangible. It's not material, though. That's what metaphysics is. Well, but so I guess my question is, what's keeping you, though, from making something that just powers your phone? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Uh, really, people there. It's, it's actually turning into a huge movement right now. People have been um, creating Tesla transformers, Tesla coils, which is actually what it was made for, was to be a transformer to step up um, low frequency, low voltage to a high frequency, high voltage, low amperage current mm -hmm. and um, spread it across wirelessly through the medium called air. So you have a, a coil here and a coil here and they transfer that electricity to each other. So you have a transceiver and a receiver. And everything in between that picks up on that electricity, right? That's what induction is. We already have this. Like that's what induction chargers are. You are inducing a current, which transfers wirelessly into the battery through a medium. Wow! It's just on a huge scale. He was doing it globally. What he wanted to do, in all reality, was uh, he got shut down. But he was building towers. He built one in Colorado and one in New York. Uh, these giant towers were meant to essentially throw a million volts of, of electricity through the earth and bounce it off of these towers. So bounce it off each tower. And once you do that, the earth acts as a transformer. So you have five of these towers across the entire world, one million apiece. And once you do that, it transforms into five million apiece. So each one can draw five million off of them. Wow. Are there yeah. any societies or like communities that are living off of this type of electricity now? Um, not wireless electricity. Uh, there are some, but uh, they're not. They're they're obviously off the grid, so they don't um, advertise at all. But there are people <laughs> stepping up and and going against the current scientific community, really hashing it out, battling with them. To get funding, can't get peer reviewed. They can't get peer reviewed because these scientists don't talk about. It. So it's a huge. It's a it's a, a closed loop of the scientific a field. Spiral, if you will. It, it actually is. We're, we're degrading in our scientific uh, endeavors, and this is really one of those discoveries. Is like, no, the Earth is really round. Like you people don't realize, the Earth is actually round. It's a sphere. And it's floating on nothing in space. It's that important. Like what we're talking about is huge. Uh, the Electric Universe states that the Earth doesn't have to be that old, that the universe doesn't have to be that old. So really, we're going back to even young Earth creationism without even going back to the Bible. So um, so the way that um, electricity actually works is called a dielectric field. It spins like a helix, right? Okay. But it has a, an inertial point in the center. That inertial point, once you hit it, it moves the other side. So let me see if I can do that. All right. So if I have a medium here, so my my spiral goes around here, okay. and this is the point of inertia in the middle. The inertia 
if I move the inertia point, the other side moves instantaneously at the exact same time, no matter what the frequency or amperage is here. So everything moves, boom, boom, boom. It's that fast. That's what's called instantaneous action at a distance. What they call quantum entanglement is really the inertial plane of light. It's where all rest is. So rest is really what is being manipulated. They're moving that point of rest. So you have speed. <clears throat> okay, it's, it's clear we've manipulated it. It does not have a constant speed. It's actually not a thing to have a speed. It's the way that the rate of induction of the wave. So how fast that medium can absorb the wave is what light is. Wow. That's it. That's it. That's the only thing. So if that's the case, then stars aren't 13.6 billion light years away necessarily. The light can get here instantaneously. Interesting. So it, it, it's all a matter of the um, what conducts it, basically. The, the medium between yeah, us. The medium and what it goes through, yeah. yeah. The water or the air or the ether, whatever it goes through. But according to the ether theory, everything has ether. The, the best way I can describe ether, I don't know if you've seen the International Space Station puts on like uh, little experimental videos for stuff. They show what gravity, what outside of gravity looks like when you do certain things. Okay. Like when you light a flame in space, a candle, it's spherical. Mm. It's round. The flame is. Right? It's not, it doesn't point up. It just stays round. Equally. Does that, does that make sense? In, in, in space? Yeah, in a, in a non-gravitational environment, the light from the candle, the flame, actually is round. It does not point up. Which is weird, right? It's, yeah. same, it's the same air because they had to light it, which means it's burning in air, and they're breathing it, so it's the same air. The only difference is they're outside of a gravitational environment. And according to this theory, gravity even doesn't exist. It's a reaction from the magnetic field. It's acceleration towards the inertial plane. Wow. Everything in towards itself. There's no gravity. It's centripetal force. Everything's being pulled inside to it. Remember I said the magnetism swirls? That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it explains everything. That's why it's it's really enjoyable to talk about. Um, there was another, you asked that question. I had another point I was going with. Um, do you remember your question? Huh? Do you remember your question? I had another point. Uh, my question, which question? Uh, I mean, mainly my question is, what? Just the last one you asked. Yeah. What What is this? Uh, what are the implications for like our uh, our electric bills? Oh, um, so I was going into space. So yeah. Oh, I was talking about uh, instantaneous transmission. So you have instantaneous transmission of light, number one. Instantaneous transmission of radio waves, number two. Eric P. Dollard proved that, um, and then his lab got wrecked twice after that. So that has massive implications. We're talking about Instead of using air, which is a very loose medium to transfer uh, radio waves through, we use uh, the ground, right? The earth is a much better conductor of those things. That's why we call it grounding something. We ground it into the earth. It's a much better conductor. So sound also moves through here. That's what earthquakes are. Essentially, is, is, it's the medium of earth being perturbed in, in a, a, freak, a radio wave, right? 
Okay. So it causes destruction because it's it's a certain frequency. Um, you can bounce radio waves through the earth almost instantaneously. It's amazing. All right. Well, the next phase, we got to wrap this up. Uh, this particular uh, uh, not cast, whatever this is, uh, this discussion up. Uh, but the next phase is I want uh, I want to do some experiments, man. I want to actually put this to practical use. It yeah, I, I agree. Can we do yeah. that? Yeah, we can. There are, there are many, many, many people right now. And like I said, it's a huge movement, and it's not just in one place. It's globally. There are many people doing this stuff. So we're dealing with magnetism causing what most people call perpetual energy, not perpetual energy. Um, it's just inducing energy uh, that's already being moved to kinetic from the magnet. So the magnet is inducing a current through something, creating an engine. Magnet is a battery. It's a capacitor. That's how we make magnets is we induce a current and they capacitate the electricity. They absorb it and they use it looped in on itself. Right. So <clears throat> there's huge movements on there for magnets right now, electromagnets. Um, electricity, growing trees, sound through water, making light, things like that. So that's, they think it's fusion. It's really, it's really not. It's just sound being transferred through a medium into light. It's changing. It's actually transforming the waveform on the inside, which is really, really cool. Yeah. So you transform it through a medium. I don't know if you've seen sonoluminescence, sono what it's called. They have a spherical bubble of just water. Um, speakers and they shoot sound into it and it, ca it cavitates it makes a bubble inside the water and then in the middle it's it flickers on and off of light it's it's a star they call it star in a jar and it actually looks like lightning and it looks like everything else out in space in cosmology it looks like everything else so essentially what we did in the lab was we showed how god created everything he spoke it into existence and guess what was there in the beginning when he created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and void. Darkness was over the face of the deep, and the spirit of God was hovering on the face of the waters. And then he said, let there be light, so in luminescence. Wow. Yeah, without without any, uh, uh, like, kind of, uh, with without the sun or the moon, there was light still. Right. Yeah, there was light because he created light. And then he assigned the light to a body. The sun, even according to uh, Eric Dollard, the sun is hollow. There is nothing in the sun. That's what sunspots are. They show a cooler uh, area of the sun on the inside. So it's like a plasma ball. That's all it is. Uh, it's not full gas. Gas can't gravitate towards itself. It's not a dense object. Gas is gas. It doesn't tend towards each other. It tends to spread out, especially in a vacuum, right? So the theory that all uh, of space is coagulated by gravity doesn't make any sense because you have to have gravity to make it coagulate, but you have to have it coagulate to make gravity. It's a closed loop system. It doesn't work. So really it's just uh, an electric field that's charged by these, these, uh, these other smaller fields or particles. They discharge and end up creating a star. It's not fusion. It's not fission. It's plasma. And then the discharge of that, the arc or the solar wind, that is where the positive, uh, the positively charged particles are and they fly towards the earth. That's actually where fusion happens. It doesn't happen inside the sun. It doesn't happen inside any of the other stars. The plasma happens on the exterior, just like your, your neon signs, your plasma lamps. It's an electrified uh, gas. That's it. Wow. 
So that that goes to the theory that uh, all these stars, the sun, everything is just gas. Yeah, yeah, they they are a gas, uh, and arguably ether is also a gas, uh, but it's just essentially more energy and everything. Uh, you broke um, up. What was that? Um, that's what I was going. The ISS, just real quick. Okay. Space station was getting, um, they were doing experiments. The experiment I wanted to tell you about, which explains the field theory of electricity, is they took a towel that was wet and wrung it out. And when they wrung it out, the whole thing twisted and squeezed out all the water. But the water did something interesting outside of a gravitational environment. It coagulated around his hands and the towel in a field. So it stayed on everything just above the surface because you had all of that torque here. It twisted it and squeezed it out. That is an electric field inside of ether. Ether is being squeezed out from the center, which this is not moving anymore. It's a point of rest, right? But all the forces there squeezing the ether out into a field. And so your electricity moves. It's a progressive squeeze this way, whereas um, a magnet is a solid squeeze wrapped in on itself. And so they did this in a non-gravitational, some kind of uh, in space or something? On the International Space Station. You can look it up right now. Just watch uh, them wring out a rag of water in the space station. And that's what get, gave me the visual of what a field looks like in, in electricity. It's around the wire. The wire is the towel where the towel's twisted. That's the wire. It's not going through the wire. The water's in the exterior of that. That cavitates and creates a field around it. Very cool. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. That's the visualization of what it looks like. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to get deeper into this, especially as it goes to um, uh, a creation of, uh, you know, man and uh, our ultimate destiny, our work on this earth and uh, our purpose, me and you. Uh, what can we do with this? In the meantime, I'm going to buy a few magnets. <laughs> And uh, this is this is my groundbreaking <coughs> theory or application. I'm going to put magnets on a fidget spinner that my kids have, yep. and uh, have them start creating some uh, electricity for me. You can do that. You can totally do that. Uh, I mean, you put magnets at the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was this little toy this this magician played with. It was really cool. He had a ring of really small uh, neodymium magnets cased uh -huh. in plastic, and each one had really, really small neodymiums. But then he had um, four larger ones that looked like watch batteries, about that big. Wait, wait what's a neodymium? A neodymium uh, is um, <clears throat> iron. I believe it's iron, basalt, and ceramic. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's those three things. Okay. And then they bake it at a certain temperature, essentially polarize it. So all of the, all the, the monopolar uh, cells in it are, are located this way. Yeah. And then they induce a current, which is essentially what a magnet is. Interesting. So anyways, a neodymium is one of the strongest uh, rare earth magnets we have, period. So he had two of these or four of these little small uh, neodymium, like watch battery size magnets. He snapped two of them together and two of them together over here. And then had that watch or that ring of small neodymiums. And once he put it towards the one of the two, one of the pairs, it moved away. Right? It repelled. Yeah. So it repelled both of them until he flipped it over, then it attracted. So really it's it's creating a bigger magnet. It's inducing a field on a on a bigger scale. 
So the more magnets you have in series, the bigger the field is. So what he did was he took the neodymiums, a pair of them, and put them in the center the opposite way. So here was repelling, and he flipped it, and here was uh, attracting. So he flipped it again and put the attracting one inside. So you have north this way and north that way, and south this way on the ring and, and north that way, in the, or south that way on the, on the other ones. So it was, it was like a, almost a paradox in and of itself. And then he took the last pair, put it really close, and it snapped in, but it didn't touch. So it came really close and stayed there, and it was locked in. The neodymiums have a, a bigger magnetic field because they're a stronger magnet. So when that other neodymium was inside it, it wanted to go towards itself. But the ring of neodymiums was repelling it, so it kept it about a quarter inch away, all the way around it. So now you have frictionless bearings. Ooh. one application one right frictionless bearing no heat no no lube no nothing and, no and tesla, tesla wants to use that for lightning quick uh, railways right yeah absolutely uh not tesla what's his name uh elon musk musk did but he actually named his company after yeah tesla yeah. tesla well, man about uh, it. what, what tesla saying? was the the electricity guy well, now it's Elon Musk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Eric Dollard and Ken Wheeler right now. And what are their names? Oh, man, I think you lost them. Tyree of Electric Universe, um, which is funny because it came from all the mythologies. It took the global mythologies of ancient ones yeah. and looked at what coincided between them. A lot of symbols. Uh, things in the heavens, a lot of of uh, stuff in the sky, it coincided with each other, even isolated cultures. Asthma discharges of the universe. And they found that all the planets are, in fact, electrically charged. And back then, they would discharge or cause lightning bolts to transfer from planet to planet, especially when they got really close in orbit. It's just like a static discharge. If you are we talking about socks and you? You're breaking up. What was that? Socks? Come back to the you light. Close to the door. You're breaking up. I'm going. Hello? I think I lost you. They're on to us, man. They're on to us. Are you back? You got me? Okay, yeah, we better wrap this up before they uh, figure out what we're doing and shut us down. But in the meantime, we got to figure out how to do these spinners to make, uh, you know, these fidget spinners to make electricity. And I want to come back and talk more looking into creation of man, okay. what that looks like, especially in the world of electricity. Definitely, definitely. Thanks so much, man, for uh, the conversation. Let's keep it going. And thank you to you, our listener, for tuning in. If you can, go and subscribe on iTunes. Hit that little subscribe button on iTunes or, if you like, on YouTube for the shorter versions of these discussions, these conversations, the videos. <laughs> uh, subscribe on, on YouTube at youtube.com backslash not a show, all one word. Or look for us on iTunes, not a show, all one word. 
And uh, yeah, do us a favor, tune in.